Mom, I want nationalist pony. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 90 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 40 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show you the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my left here is Bobby D. Yo. And to my right is Ian. What's up, what's up? In a few minutes from now, our guest, Larry Fulford, will be joining us and we will be answering listener questions. We'll be talking about indecorous news, and we'll be diving deep into the indecorous history of My Little Pony, which I didn't even know they had an indecorous history, so I'll be learning some shit. And we'll close it all out with 4chan posts of the week. Before we really get into everything, we want to give a shout out to our latest Patreon supporter, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Oh, thanks, Nick. Is a <laughs> Patreon supporter at the $7 level. What's $7, Ian? Oh, see, he's a lot lizard. Lot lizard, so good lot on lizard. you, Nick. Man, that's uh, that's some real shit right there. I think uh, at the seven dollar, what are the perks for selling? You get like a free ad or some shit, signed ad. Yeah, we're we're getting back into that. We're doing the in person stuff again. So a retro ad of your choosing. These are the classic and decorous horrible ads from <laughs> Wait, brands long ago. Dude, hold on. Did we use the pandemic as an excuse to not ship people things? Ian, Ian did. <laughs> Ian did. I kept insisting, but Ian just refused. <laughs> To sign anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carlos was like, I'll, I'll come by, I'll wear my mask, I'll just hang outside, and you can just... And I was like, no, dude, I, I don't refused. want your germs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess now we won't be ripping you off out of your indecorous yeah. ad. If you want one, just let us know which one you want, and then we'll send it to you over mail. Does that still work? Do we still have uh, airmail here in the United States? I'm not For really sure what the condition... For a few yeah. more weeks, at least? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I tried telling my bank during the pandemic that I don't even want to risk a digital transfer of uh, funds. <laughs> and speaking of lot lizards, yeah. I was going to say, um, bring this thing back to the trucker angle with our new lot lizard Patreon. So Rub Maps, which is sort of the Bible of all truckers, if you guys aren't familiar, this is the website directory that lists all of the various jack shacks, and they get reviewed by users. I believe it's like $10 a month to become a member. Rub Maps? Yeah, rub maps. Are you? And it's the go-to. Yeah, this is like the Bible for all truckers. You really got your ear to the ground when it comes to these things, man. Yeah, I I thought Bobby's the one that knew about truckers, but (laughs) you, the student, has surpassed the master. (laughs) He's got maps and everything. I would just be like Googling glory holes near me or something. You taught Uh Ian what a lot lizard was, and then he just took off after that. (laughs) The student became a master. So, uh, so here's here's the interesting news about rub maps it's going to become a huge national headline in the next two or three weeks i'm predicting so if you guys followed the mass shooting story down in georgia the prosecution the (laughs) the guy that shot the jack shacks so the prosecution just came out in the last day and said they are now officially going after hate crime designation and seeking the death penalty so this creates an interesting 
legal showdown because this is probably going to be the first time in history that a defense actually used rub maps to try to lower the sentence because the prosecution is going to say they targeted Asians, assuming the Asians were whores, right? That's their line of attack. Mm -hmm. The line of defense is going to be, no, no, you got it all wrong. This guy knew his shit. He used rub maps to verify these were whorehouses. He wasn't just assuming because they're Asians, they were whores. They used rub maps. So rub maps is probably going to be used in the legal defense of this guy to try to lower the sentencing from hate crime to whatever. He'll still get life in jail. He probably won't get the death sentence. So this will be the first use of the rub maps defense. Yes, this is exactly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we discussed this when it happened a few, well, at this point it was, what, like a month and a half ago? Or so? It's hard to keep track of all these shootings, you know, like, kind of like Bobby referred to. Yeah. But I think when we did that, we talked about, yeah, we really didn't think it was a crime against Asians. It was a crime against sex workers. Yep. And now I, the, I, 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 exactly. And the prosecution wants the maximum sentence they can get. So they're trying to play for the, the racial angle. So they can call it a legitimate hate crime because apparently sex workers are not a protected minority class. So you can kill sex workers all you want and it's not considered a hate crime. It's just considered a normal everyday murder. I so I think kind in, of cer a, in certain states, they'll give you a reward for killing a sex worker. I think in Utah yeah, there, and shit like that. Yeah, there's a bounty. I think now might be the appropriate time to give India a shout out too because they've done their part very, very well to keep the ruse up. I think they have something <laughs> like... Another 2 million cases of COVID. And I mean, I keep telling them, hold the line. Because I hear that June, like mid-June, there's another big QAnon drop coming. Right, so right, right. So just, just hold, hold the line a little bit more, India. And then we're in the clear. I, I, is that still a thing? That's still going on post-Trump, I guess? Uh, well, I mean, that was their fucking line yeah. for forever. Like, ah, oh, you know, they're just doing this so Trump doesn't win the election. Exactly. And then Trump didn't <laughs> yeah. win the election, but nobody told the Indians. Hey, Indians, <laughs> it's, it's okay. He lost already. They're still you know, well, putting up It's this nice hope. of them to play ball for this long afterwards. No, exactly. that's what I, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Indians. <laughs> it's time now to welcome our guest, Larry Fulford, everybody. Larry, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You're back in Florida now, you mentioned? I am. I'm a pandemic refugee back in my home state. Dude, <laughs> that's what I've been, like, I've had, you know, we've been doing this podcast throughout the whole thing, and that's been one of the questions that I've been asking, too, is like, what have you been up to since COVID, and where are you now? Because a lot of people that were somewhere are not, especially guys that were out in New York and L.A., a lot of them have moved back. You were out in Chicago, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a long story. I was actually in Boston for the year. No shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. I was heading back to Chicago when this all kind of hit and yeah, kind of upended everything. So I'm, I was coming down for a tour and to visit my folks and then all of that got scrapped and so did my, uh, job and place to live in Chicago. Oh, fuck. Oh shit. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, uh, it's all good, man. I mean, it's not, but <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> We just we just throw the default answers that we have to say. It's like ah, sorry to hear that. But... <laughs> you know, it's just we have a we we have a template that we go to for all the answers. Yeah, but you're getting. I saw you're you're doing shows now again, or was that a Zoom show that I saw that? Oh, you know what I'm thinking about uh, is uh, you did some of uh, where I don't know if some or at least one of Carmen's shows, right? No, but she co-hosts my show. Like I have a monthly on Zoom that she co-hosts. So you like you see you probably see us on the same flyer. 
Oh, well, then that's what I'm thinking of then. Oh, okay. shit. I didn't know you guys were doing that together. That's cool, man. Yeah, she's a, she's a much better comedy show host than I'll ever be. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's perfect for that kind of shit, man. She's, you know, ballsy. Yeah, she just doesn't give a shit. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, Zoom shows aren't for everybody. I mean, that's why I haven't really done. I've done my own, which is kind of like a weird, it's also not a true straight stand-up show. But yeah, you definitely can't care that there isn't an audience in front of you. And she's definitely a personality that plows right ahead and does not <laughs> yeah, give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just, uh, I cry every time I don't get a laugh. So <laughs> it's just a lot of crying, dude. I, I can confirm that. It's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. I've run tissues up to the stage before. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's how I pick my openers is who brings tissues. That's how yeah. they, The fastest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. How do you think like, I got on this podcast? You know? That's right. <laughs> Auditions to open for me are like Ninja Warrior with tissues. If they <laughs> All right, guys. We like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. The question that is always number one is where do I send questions? And that's either to IndecorousComedy at gmail.com or through social media, Facebook, Instagram at IndecorousComedy, Twitter at IndecorousPod, Patreon at ThemShits.com. Or just patreon.com slash indecorous comedy. And how do you spell indecorous, Bobby? It's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. Yes. I'm not doing it twice this time. Okay. That's always keeping me on my toes, dude. I also take questions just on my social media. So if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Carlos underscore Valencia and Instagram at Carlos V Comedy. I'm not plugging my Facebook because odds are I'm banned right now, depending on when this (laughs) It's always a coin flip whether I'm banned from Facebook or not. So just hit us up on the other shits. This first question comes from Crystal. She asks, what are your thoughts on string theory? Now, I don't know much about string theory other than it seems like that's the most basic and not basic as in it's not complicated. I just mean basic and it's like the ultimate definition of everything. Am I wrong about that? It goes beyond atoms and beyond quarks. It's like this is how the very basic elements of the universe are just strings. And the way that things behave is based on how those strings vibrate. Yeah, I mean, I think my understanding of it was a little different. I, I, I kind of got the impression that if you give your dog baloney, then you'll have to pull the strings from the baloney in out of their asshole eventually at the end. So I, oh. I guess I've been doing string theory all wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what's your understanding, Bobby? Well, it's very different from all of that. I I am not familiar with it at all. So you've uh, never heard no of understanding. Something. Have you heard of string theory at least? I've heard of it, but I never bothered really to look into it. Right. I think it was one of those things where like the people that I heard talking about it were kind of douchey. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to have that conversation. <laughs> it's just a bunch of bro dudes talking about string theory. Yeah, it's well, there's no real <laughs> easy, you know, there's no good way to bring that up without sounding like a dick. Yeah, I just remember seeing documentaries with that Asian guy with the crazy hair. He doesn't have really crazy hair. He just has long hair. And he talked about it. And that's Spencer. Yeah, Spencer, you are. But that's a reference everybody's going to get, Bobby. Exactly. (laughs) How about you, Larry? You know anything about string theory? I thought it had something to do with time travel. Am I completely off base here? Is it not? I am sure that it could apply to time travel, I would think. (laughs) I know because it's supposed to be, again, and this is a great forum to talk about 
string theory just for <laughs> dumbasses that don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, we're going to really get to the bottom of it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I mean, we, we got to answer it because Crystal asked. And I mean, she's probably a physics major. So this, this is just the way that she studies. Is, wait, wait. Is this a competing podcast where she was just going to have us fucking opine on string theory and watch yeah. our Patreon subscribers dropping like flies? This is, a, yeah, exactly. They're asking physics questions just to get people to tune out of our podcast. Yeah. I do think, though, that it's supposed to be a theory that explains everything. Like, this is just, the like I was saying before, just basic, because I can't come up with a better term for it. But it's basically the basis of everything. Like this, if you can understand... If I thought that was theory, the God particle. No, what? Why are you bringing... Why do you have to always bring God into everything, Bobby? <laughs> I'm just bring using the, buzzwords that I heard at that same party. <laughs> Are you going to bring up the changeling next? I just remember why you fucking always bring the changeling for whatever reason. So It was like two, I, maybe three dozen times. Okay. So I don't know. That's so, yeah, Crystal, that's what we think about string theory. We have no <laughs> clue what the fuck we're... Or I actually liked Ian's theory the best with the string with the baloney. Yeah, yeah, bro. Are you always supposed to take that thing, the, the rim of the baloney off? I mean, you know, if you want to have some one-on-one bonding time with your dog later probably not but it's so that shit's not edible uh, i mean <laughs> i believe it's called cellophane really, I, I mean everything's <laughs> edible yeah. Would, yeah that's true that is true yeah those guys in russia eating shopping carts <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i have not not as much with bologna but i have had sausages where i am like am i supposed to take this outer layer off or can i just eat the outer layer and sometimes I just eat the whole fucking thing because I'm a goddamn man. <laughs> That's where all the nutrients are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was born and raised in Florida, so don't listen to me at all. But that's where all the yeah. There you go. Well, that's your answer, Crystal. Thank you for the question. Our next question, <laughs> this comes from Tay. And this is actually a question I've heard before, that I, but I haven't really thought about it much. So I'll ask it now. Tay asks... How many holes does a straw have? Ooh. All right, and season three, I'm going to be screening questions. No. <laughs> well, what? You want every question to be about the fucking changeling, Bobby? We have to fucking throw variety into this shit. I, How I many holes does a straw have? I've always said two. And when the first time I ever heard this question, I was like, this is a, what are they asking? Of course it has two. But I guess the other theory is that no, it's just one. One long hole. Hmm. Ian, what do you think? Well, I guess we got to get to the composition question first. If we're talking paper straws, those eco-friendly fuckers, then, yeah, they dissolve immediately into many a hole. I mean, like, <laughs> as soon as you put them in your water, if you don't sip that shit down two minutes flat, you just got this slobbery goop full of decomposes really fast. Very uh, great. You're on fire with the takes today, Ian. <laughs> For sure, man. <laughs> I didn't even think about that shit. Yeah, if you have those paper, they're very annoying. But I don't know what the... Is there... Well, I guess the other alternative is having the metal straws. Yeah. Is that... I don't... I don't... I can't. Well, I those know. are great, too, because you can also sharpen them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Use yeah. them as a weapon? Yeah, it's, it's dual-purpose straw and shank. Yeah. Is this what you did when you were in prison? That, that would be a thing, though. Like, I don't know. Actually, they probably don't even give you straws. Imagine being the dude in prison that demands a straw. You're going to get fucked in the ass on the wreck, man. It's just no you, fucking way. That's, well, that could go either way. You're either going to be like the fucking toughest guy in there or. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, or yeah. about to be seen hanging out with the toughest guy. Right, right. Yeah, you have to be either the top dog or the bottom dog. If either That's the only way that actually is going to work out. What do you think, Larry? you have any opinion about this one-hole or two-hole controversy? Well, as a, as a longtime follower of the straw theory, uh, it's actually <laughs> it's actually two it's it's two holes, right? I, that's what I thought. I yeah, thought it was two. always two holes. It's like a tunnel, is what. Yeah, there you go. It's like a straw tunnel. Yes, mm. there you go. And like, if you see a hole, just like a you know, like somebody like ah, you just killed somebody. You got to throw them in a hole to you know make it relatable to everybody. That's just one hole. Right. And it's covered at the bottom. But if that hole, like if you dug straight through the earth to the other side of the earth, then it, it then it, you have two holes. And one on the other, one on the <laughs> southern hemisphere, one on the northern hemisphere. Yeah. 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 There you go. Although I think I just talked myself into thinking it's one hole because it kind of a straw is kind of like a tunnel. Right. And if you pointed at a tunnel and you said, is that one hole or two? I would say that's just one long hole. God dang it. Now, see, now you're making me doubt my thing now. See, that's the problem with these questions. I've been out of uh, school too long to get these questions right. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So, God damn it. So now, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence now. I, I was going <laughs> to yeah, go I with two. I, could, I, I guess I took for granted how great my life was without modern day puzzles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's life, man. Fucking it comes at you fast, bro. All right. We're going to go to our third question now. This comes from Aquita. She asks... Do you prefer bald landing strip or full jungle? And I am assuming here that we are talking about pubic hair. Well, you said, I thought you said bold at first, which is very different from bald. What? I just, I just heard you say the same word twice. <laughs> is this another one of your fucking riddles? No, I thought you said, it's like, I thought you said bald, but then you said bald. <laughs> There's a couple of schools of thought on this. I think landing strip for me personally because it shows a little effort and a little personalization because, I mean, they're doing that for me. They're trying to take the extra work to get those little details in there. Any, any jabroni can just take a wax gizmo and just whack the whole thing off. And any lazy fucker can grow an African jungle down there. So I think the landing strip is showing me maximum effort. Yeah, well, I mean, a landing strip, though, really kind of implies, you know, a lot of commercial activity. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if that's something that you really want in that department yeah yeah good good point for so point. you're you're so bobby you're against the landing strip from the commercial aspect of it no just from what ian had to say <laughs> just, just a, whatever just, whatever ian says fuck that you know you gotta you know that's the wrong take to have <laughs> so ian you're going with landing strip then yes how about you bobby bald or bald i don't know either is it bald or bald <laughs> yeah. I thought that you said bold, like, oh, you bold know, and beautiful. Yeah, but I'm going to say God bless her for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're inserting God into everything, man. Everything. God <laughs> particle, the only God time. bless her. <laughs> All right. So God bless her. For, so you'll just take either one of them. You do, well, either one of the three. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think anything is really going to be a major deterrent. And like, well, maybe, maybe like jungle. Yeah, I could get out of hand there. So bald, maybe? Go with bald? Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. You're only getting bald, but that's all I get. I, I can't waffle between all three answers? Well, waffle is a fourth option. <laughs> if you, just, you can get waffle. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite style. <laughs> all right, waffle it. I want to see a well-manicured grid. Yeah, yeah, that you can pour syrup on. Yeah. Little nooks for the syrup. 
That's what you call your cum, right? The syrup? Uh, exactly. That's what you called the last time you came on my waffle. <laughs> All right, Larry, what do you think, man? Bald or bald, landing strip or full jungle? Okay, I've given this a lot of thought, and it's one hole, guys. It's one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's three. It's, it's three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the... You have to pick one? Hold on. Yeah, this is a very difficult podcast to be in. Yeah. Because, because once you pick one, that's for life, dude. You're locked that's, in. It's uh -huh. recorded. Recordings it's are It's on record, <laughs> and uh, it has to go on your Tinder and your <laughs> Bumble profile, all yeah. that shit. Yeah, years later, some chick, she's like, yeah, I was going to fuck you, but then I heard that podcast you did, and you know, I well, just wasn't prepared. But, but if you're in your defense, though, if, like, say, you, hypothetically, you pick bold, and at some point you get accused of rape, but she has full jungle. Then you can just go back to, well, listen to Indecorous Podcast. I said bold. Would I have had sex with a full jungle woman? Of course I wouldn't. Yeah. So it goes both ways. It's, and, it's a double And you sword. combine that with the rub maps defense, you know, you're getting off. <laughs> well, see, Bobby, now you're doing callbacks to stuff that Larry wasn't here for. <laughs> I apologize, but, Larry. No, you're good. So, so, so rub maps, for those that don't know, is a awesome online directory that lists all the jack shacks. We oh. were talking earlier about how... With that mass shooting in Atlanta, they're possibly looking at throwing a hate crime charge on the guy to get the death sentence. And the defense is going to use the rub maps defense by proving that he was actually very well researched in which ones were jack checks. And it now, wasn't just targeting Asians. How do they tie barbecue into that situation? Uh, oh, barbecue rub? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, now, you're, now you're doing a callback to the episode from a week ago, Bobby. Yeah, exactly. Bobby is the king of the callbacks that you have to go way back for. <laughs> Yeah, of a kingdom that nobody wants anything to do with. <laughs> well, Larry, it's go time, bro. I, I think I've landed on landing strip. Let's land on landing ah, strip. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Because I tried to call back to the straw thing, and, you know, my luck in the future, lady be like, yo, I was going to sleep with you, but then you had that horrible call back on that podcast. <laughs> yeah, but then you can be like, hey, but did you hear Bobby? Did you hear Bobby's 300 <laughs> callbacks? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you always have something. I am going to go, I well, to be honest with you guys, I'm very much like Bobby. God bless her for being there. So I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm out of here. I will say bald because at least, well, actually, God, now. All right, if you give me a couple of hours and I'll, I'll tell you. What the, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, it's fun to put you guys on the spot, but when I'm on the spot is the, is the problem here. <laughs> Could you imagine being the guy, like, three of us were kind of like, I don't know, I mean, I'm bless her heart for just giving me a shot. Can you imagine being the guy that's like, hell yeah, it's going to, oh, nope, this doesn't, I have a list of the three that I have approved. Get the fuck out of my bed. Who's that asshole? Yeah. That's, that's Ian all the way. That's Ian all the way. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, it's like, I'll do bald landing strip or full jungle, but not Van Halen logo. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with, if I had to choose between these three, I'll go bald just because that gives a little bit leeway. Like, if I say, like, oh, I prefer bald, that gives me a little leeway. Like, oh, okay, well, they have a little bit of hair down there. So I was like, that's still fine to me. Full jungle is, I guess, my least preferable one. But I will say when I was a little kid, before I knew anything about sex, I thought that's what guys wanted. I was like, oh, you, <laughs> you want all that hair down there. You want to see that shit. And that's the thing that I remember the most from the movie adaptation of 1984. If you ever, has ever watched the 1984 film adaptation with, uh, I think it's John Hurt, I think is who, no. am I right? Okay, I think the main guy is played by John Hurt, but then he's got this girlfriend, 
And she's got a bush like nobody's business. Patreon supporters, I'll try to put it up on our Patreon if it doesn't get taken down. There's a sex scene in 1984? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And this woman, which is, uh, I think, appropriate because I'm pretty sure in the 1984 world, there's not spas and shit where you can get your shit trimmed. And so back in the day, I thought that was the shit. Now I'm like, ah, let's trim it down a little bit. But again, I'm also, thank you for being here sort of thing. Have you heard Big J Okerson talk about he accidentally walked by his teenage daughter's room and just happened to see her getting undressed and she had a full bush. So now he associates that with being a child. So if he ever hooks uh, up with some chick uh, and she's got a full bush, he's like, oh, gross. Get in there and shave it off. Like, really? Full bush like a child. <laughs> That's funny. I used to say that I like shaved vaginas and it wasn't because I had a fantasy of having sex with underage women. It was just that I had a fetish for thinking that they just had vagina cancer. And had just gone through <laughs> chemotherapy and just lost all their hair. Which I think is not scientifically accurate. All right, guys. This is Indecorous News. This is the segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to the segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. Our first news story, the headline is couple of Florida idiots try to hold dream wedding, but they're dumb. Now, Mm. I rewrote the headline, but that's basically what it is. And I'm sorry about this, Larry, but most of these stories (laughs) do come from Florida. Perfect. Wait, wait, are you suggesting that it's not a sound decision to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a single party? I, (laughs) God, man, that's for another podcast. I could go off on that shit for so long, but great point, Bobby, great point. But this is a different thing. Bobby, you're up first, so you can tell us a little bit more. Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones invited family and friends to their dream home and estate for their weekend wedding celebration. Ceremony Saturday, brunch on Sunday. The suburban Fort Lauderdale estate had everything. A bowling alley, swimming pool with a waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts a gazebo, and an 800-foot bar. Jesus Christ. There was just one problem. The couple didn't own the 16,300-square-foot mansion Uh and didn't have permission to use it. The old squat at someone's house for wedding ruse class. (laughs) Apparently. Apparently. Because I guess they figured nobody would notice that we're in this fucking... This somehow redeems Florida for me in, like, one paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) Squatters. Squatters, yeah. Florida Swamp Squatters. I don't know. It, That's it, my I, favorite TLC show. <laughs> Florida Swamp Squatters. I actually, well, actually, here, we'll get a little bit more details from this. Ian, you can tell us this next part. Alrighty. Despite what the invitation inferred, the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festivities there. He was stunned when Wilson showed up Saturday morning to set up and he called police. Wilson said it was God's plan that the couple marry there. Of course it was. Yeah, yeah. That's always the excuse, I guess. It was preordained by God that I fucking get married in this mansion with a bowling alley. That's that's the first time I've ever heard squatter's defense justified by God's will. I feel like that could work in some states. Florida. Yeah, God's plan gets you out of most everything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this home invasion was God's plan. I was was fucking this ice cream maker in McDonald's because God wanted me to. (laughs) yeah i mean all things considered people have used god as an excuse to do much worse things than this so i guess is that why 
Is that why the machine is always broken and somebody <laughs> fucked it out of commission? <laughs> All right. Oh, here you go. Uh, you can do this next one, Larry. I have people trespassing on my property, Finkel told a 911 dispatcher, and they keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here, and it's God's message. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All I want is for it to stop, and they're sitting at my property right at the front gate right now. The cops told Courtney to leave, and he did, so he wasn't arrested. When reached for comment, the groom, Courtney Wilson, said, I don't want to talk about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was his whole thing. He was just like, I don't want to talk about it. That's good. That's also a pretty solid Florida defense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I like how the, the Finkel guy that owns the property is just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I just wanted to stop. And they're sitting on my property. Just, I like how confused he is by this whole fucking situation <laughs> and how they refuse to stop. And then, yeah, of course, Courtney, which is the dude, because uh, that's an ambiguous, what is it, ambidextrous name when it's either female or male? That's the right uh, word, right? Yeah. Ambidextrous? Androgynous. Bobby, you can do this next one. Finkel has been trying to sell the property for two years. Wilson, posing as a potential buyer, toured the estate several months ago. A few months later, Wilson was like, so, can I use your backyard for my wedding or nah? And Nathan was like, nah. <laughs> but that didn't stop the couple from sending out elaborate invitations detailing their love story, reconnecting 30 years after high school via divine intervention and how he proposed over pizza on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so it was romantic. I mean, I think just the fact that he proposed over pizza on Christmas Eve, I think Finkel should have been like, ah, brah, fuck it. Yeah, you go ahead, dude. Bring in 200 people to my property that I'm trying to sell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should have just been cool about it, man. Yeah. If I've learned anything from Million Dollar Listing, it's that to sell an exclusive million dollar property, you oftentimes have to let squatters have free access to said property <laughs> to kind of draw that PR that you yeah, need. Yeah, that's right, man. That word of mouth, you know, that's how it gets out. It's like, ah, oh, man, that's a fucking, that's bitching ass fucking place to get married and shit. You should definitely buy that in. Yeah, you could take pictures, put it on Instagram. Look, I got an 800 foot bar. Don't you want to fucking live in a place like this? <laughs> it's, it's free, it's free press. God told these people they had to be at this place, man. What better endorsement than from God himself? <laughs> I'm basically the manger. <laughs> Dude, these people are fucking almost 50 years old. They know better. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, if I could, that's why I love having you on the podcast, right? Because you just did that math. You said 30 years after high school, so they got to be yeah. almost 50. I didn't even compute that myself. Good call. Good call, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's certainly not my jokes and callbacks that got me here. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> Tissues and math. <laughs> All right, Ian, you can do this next one. The Saturday afternoon ceremony will be followed by a red carpet cocktail hour and a reception lasting past midnight. Sunday brunch would be from noon to four. I love. See, I already love that. They didn't even have permission to do any of this shit at all. And they weren't like, all right, let's get in here, try to do this thing, get out as fast as we can. They had fucking shit programmed for the next fucking day. Like, y'all motherfuckers stay here, sleep, take advantage of everything, and we'll still, noon to four, we'll be here from the afternoon on Saturday to four the next day, a whole fucking 24 hours. They didn't give a fuck, because, you know, I guess it's that's part of God's plan. <laughs> so the guy figured it was a vacant house and didn't realize Nathan lived on the property in a different home said some dude named Keith. This guy had no idea he lived there. You know, the shock that must have been on his face when he showed up at the gate and the owner was home. He was probably like, 
What? <laughs> Damn, this is embarrassing. And his face probably got all red and shit. Yeah, yeah. So this Keith guy, he kind of he's lives in the neighborhood, I think. I forget. I don't know. I looked at the story, and he, he we can trust this Keith guy. Is what I'm it's, it's probably Keith Robinson. He's that checks out. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. It's Keith Robinson. So yeah. So I guess this is just the way it is, man. If God commands you, or not commands you, I guess if he just even suggests something, you uh, yeah, just fucking take it over. At least in Florida. Yeah, I mean, the standard ground law is basically just part of God's plan, right? That's all it's called. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, this is part, this falls under stand your compound law, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this guy would have been um, Native American, rich Native American guy, they could have properly annexed this under manifest destiny. That's true. That's yeah. true. Great point. Yeah, yeah. Or we could be like, hey, man, I just, there's this treaty. And then they'll be like, I didn't sign no treaty. Like, ah, oh, it doesn't even matter. Fuck it. I, get, I gave you a trinket. Your, your mansion is now mine. <laughs> here, yeah. have, the, have this blanket. I'm going to have my marriage here. <laughs> yeah, you, hey, you got your smallpox. All right, guys. It's time to move on to our indecorous deep dive. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's deep dive was written by Ian. Thank you, Ian. Uh-oh. Many of us grew up with wholesome children's cartoons, but then later in life thought they were gay and moved on to more manly pursuits. All right, Ian wrote this, by the way. These are not my words. I have no problem with gay cartoons. But for some, one particular children's cartoon is not only more important now in adult life, but is the defining characteristic of their cultural identity. And this show, of course, is Heathcliff, the zany cat with a kick-ass gang of fellow junkyard cats. He could always count for some wacky adventures. Not... God damn it, Ian. When are you going to get over this not jokes? I did, every I did this, week. Every I did, week with the misdirection. I did this not joke just for you, Carlos. Oh, my God. This is, yeah. So get ready for some not jokes, Larry. This is how hip we are. So it's not Heathcliff. Ian just made me read a whole bunch of shit. For this week's deep dive, we are talking shit about the bronies. This is the dark history of MLP, which I believe is short for My Little Pony. That is correct. I like how you just fucking threw in MLP like everybody would know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Oh, come on, bro. Everybody's <laughs> down with MLP. I mean, I thought you You're, guys were more hip. If you were down, you would have said, come on, brony. That's what, that, see, that's how I know you're fucking, you're not, you're not a real OG, dude. Well, I don't know anything about this. I will say, even though I was being facetious, I did go through a period where I was like, cartoons, man, that's fucking that's stupid, bro. Like, that's how I define my divide between as old as I am and the younger generation is that I was old enough to think Power Rangers were stupid. Whereas people that are yeah. a little younger than me are like, nah, they were the shit, dude. And I'm like, nah, that fucking shit was stupid as shit, man. It's obviously a dude in a costume. Yeah, he's not a giant. And then they're fucking fighting some other Power Ranger that's like, oh, the effects of this is stupid as shit. Meanwhile, you know, when I was a kid, I was all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, you know, that seemed a lot more feasible to me, I guess. When I was a kid, it was like fucking <laughs> turtles that became ninjas. Radioactive fucking turtles. Chernobyl right. turtles. And love, was, and I they think, loved, the inspiration for that. Right, and they loved pizza. That made perfect sense to me. Yeah. But fucking Power Rangers, get the fuck out of here with that stupid-ass yeah. shit. 
<laughs> how about you, Larry? If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 41. Okay, same here. Do you have a similar point of view uh, with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or were you with Power Rangers? No, I'm I'm with you, man. When you said it, it made total sense. Like, I have friends that are only like a couple years younger than me that worship Power Rangers, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. What? There was there's like a somewhere there was a little gap, and I'm on the other side. I didn't get it. I thought the show was crap and low budget and boring. I exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. So I think that is a good division. Like for a long time, I didn't know like what is the divide between me and whatever generation is younger than me, and that's a big one right there. People Do that you- think Power Rangers are the shit versus. No, that's some cheap-ass shit. (laughs) I will say, I think it might be the creator of that show, but he, like, figured out a long time ago that, like, the money was in coming up with theme songs for cartoons or something, and he just made a fucking fortune and then made even more off of Power Rangers and stuff. That guy made an insane amount of money scoring... TV I don't. Shows, I don't doubt it. Cartoons. I don't doubt it. But what was the power? I just remember Go Go Power Rangers. Was there more to it? I can it's tell you a, like every lyric from the Ninja Turtles theme. But is there more to the Power Rangers shit? It, it was just a knockoff of Voltron, know. wasn't it? Like Voltron th- was th- first, th- and this knocked it off or something. Well, Voltron was way back in the day. But well, yeah. I, so I think he might have done this whole show. Like I think he is maybe the creator of the whole show. But prior to that, he just made an absolute fucking fortune in scoring these shows now well okay so since you bring it up bobby it's very controversial but that's why we have you on the podcast to bring up the controversial shit i always thought Raphael was cool but rude but some people say that he was <laughs> did cool. he snub you at a meet and greet or something no 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 it's in the fucking song <laughs> Raphael is cool but rude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you think i was just kind of fucking editorializing here <laughs> let me just go off on a tangent about yeah. the don't meet your heroes is what i'm trying to say he was eating carlos he didn't want to take a picture while he was it eating was this uh, ninja convention and i thought like, i was at ninja con <laughs> i just wanted to get his headshot signed this motherfucker's like, it's 50 bucks. <laughs> Can the turtle have a break? Jesus Christ, you fucking kids. <laughs> no, the song, it says, it says it in the song. But some people argue it's not Raphael is cool, but rude, but Raphael is cool, but crude. Uh, I, think, it I crude. think it's rude. I don't know if it's crude. I think crude is too fancy a word for a children's song. What do you? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely rude, I think. I just, I, I just sing it in my head. I think it, right? Michelangelo mm-hmm. is a party dude. Yeah, it's definitely party dude. Yeah, the party dude for sure. Like, I think we got party dude for sure. Rude and crude. <laughs> I mean, I guess they go both together. They're not too different from each other. I always thought it was rude, but maybe it's crude. I think it's rude because he was he was the prick too. Like I feel, I feel like Michael, oh yeah, he was a fucking asshole. Like Michelangelo was probably crude. I feel like Michelangelo probably farted more oh, than any other Ninja yeah. Turtle. Michelangelo <laughs> that's on his would Wikipedia be, for sure. <laughs> like Michelangelo, it, it would be like uh, Bert Kreischer to put it in stand-up terms because that's what I, <laughs> what I always do. I've been doing stand-up so long I can only put things in stand-up terms. Anyway. <laughs> Very controversial shit we do on this podcast, uh, as you can tell. Uh, you know, after this 30-minute aside that we just had, Bobby, you can tell us more about My Little Pony. Oh, real real quick, though, that Power Rangers guy, I guess, is worth, like, almost $3 billion. What? 
Yeah. The creator yeah. of it? Yeah, the creator is worth a, almost $3 billion. And he was known for soundtrack compositions for children's television programs of the 1980s. Because it was, so he was like, he was a musician. And I guess he figured out that you make a, a lot more money by scoring the show than just getting your music on the show. Like the way the, everything kind of paid out. Did uh... I mention he is Israeli? This That's, is where you went wrong, Larry, with your fucking cool-ass fucking rock and roll. <laughs> you fucking got to get into fucking <laughs> children's show themes, bro. That's where the money is at, man. That's where the musicians make some money, bro. Look, I'm sorry. Like, Power Rangers Go was already taken, dude. Like, I couldn't <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> correct my brain for weeks. That's right. How can anybody possibly top Power Rangers Go? Go, yeah. Power Rangers. Go! Why didn't I think of that shit? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Power Rangers, come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony, uh, MLP, <laughs> is a toy line and media franchise founded by toymaker Hasbro in 1981. The ponies featured colorful bodies, manes, and a unique symbol on one or both sides of their flanks called cutie marks. Good lord, that sounds some, like some pedophile shit, man. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> right? it's how well, you you, you brand marks. them. That sounds like how you would seduce an eight-year-old, is by telling her about her cutie marks. Right, Ian? I would not know that. <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> As he's writing it down. Uh, <laughs> after five years of solid toy sales, in 1986, Hasbro created a colorful little kid show called My Little Pony, to help further market the pony toys. While the obvious intent was to market all of this exclusively to little girls, something odd happened. This was the first known test case to exploit the girly macho man paradox. Wow, you that's a thing? The girly macho man paradox? Very, this is very interesting. Uh, yeah, keep going, buddy. Sorry. This was prior to actual macho man Randy Savage. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's yes. there's got to wow. be some relation there. Is, is this, it, maybe, is this pre-village people macho macho man? I mean, this is, there's got a lot of implications in this. Yeah. This was the first known test case to exploit the girly macho man paradox. If you make something so impossibly girly and gay... Macho straight guys will at first like it ironically, then eventually unironically. <laughs> it's the slippery slope approach. Wow. This is kind of like a, a Trojan horse, if you will. A Trojan horse promising at first laughter and you're in on the joke and then next thing you know, the joke's on you. I, I will say that I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was too young for this, but I do remember there was a period of time where I was, as a joke, I was kind of playing the old man thing where I like, I don't remember how to say something. And then I just make something up. And then eventually it did become a reality where I just really don't remember shit anymore. Very sad development, honestly. You got into dementia, ironically. That's good. Yeah, I got into, <laughs> I got into, I got into Alzheimer's, ironically, and then it became a reality. This is, I'm just thinking of how brilliant this is. Like, you create a toy, you got to sell this toy, but you don't want to pay to put commercials on TV. So, fuck you. I'll write a TV show around my toy. Exactly. Then Dude. you pay me for my fucking commercial. I'm, I'm surprised. I just watched, they have a thing, I think it was on Netflix, where it was like the history of toys. And I was surprised how many of them, that's the whole MO behind it is. Let's create a cartoon 
so we can sell toys like that is the whole yeah. thing like they don't even care about it. like oh this, we just want to do cartoon for cartoon's sake it's like no nah, <laughs> no nah. i, I have an like, idea for a toy if we create a cartoon that catches on everybody's going to want to buy this toy yeah it reminds me of uh that show from my childhood purdue's oxycontin adventures <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the best buddy that was the best oh, <laughs> that was a real hit show <laughs> yeah dude. it was a killer <laughs> all right so uh i'll take this next one in the late 1980s little boys would privately call mlp gay but some secretly thought it was awesome but they kept it to themselves because it bucked social norms of the day in the early 1990s mlp got a reboot in the form of my little pony tales it ran for one season but kept the show in the forefront of pop culture but the big breakthrough occurred on october 10th 2010 when My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic dropped on the Disney Channel. And from that show, something intangible and magical happened. Midway through the second season, viewer demographic research revealed that the show was being watched not just by little girls, but by also lots of teenage and adult men. It was a fandom that no one had ever anticipated. No one could explain it, but these new fans were quickly given the name Bronies, which is a portmanteau of bro and pony. Really? Did anybody need help with that one? <laughs> 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 well, we gotta explain it, you know, for the folks at home. I got, I, I gotta be thorough here, and this sets up the next portmanteau we're gonna do. So, Carlos, you can yeah, take yeah, us well, on that one. You explained bronies, but you still just dropped MLP. Yeah, like, uh, like yeah, everybody knows fucking MLP. Major League Pony. Major League. Pony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Major League Poons. <laughs> well, similarly, female fans of the show were called Pega Sisters. <laughs> Is that right? Am I saying that correctly? You did. Okay. Which is a portmanteau of sister and pegging. Good Lord. Okay. Now that one needs explaining because I did not. Okay. I thought it was like a Pegasus thing. But instead of boring you with the details of the kinky pegging counterculture that spawned from MLP, we'd rather address the real elephant in the room and talk about how bronies have a huge Nazi problem that is out of control. Good Lord, this took a fucking turn for the dark. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of bro dudes fucking, ah, look, we like this gay shit, and now it's Nazi shit. Oh, that, dude, this is where the story really gets juicy. Apparently. I want to go to this convention. This sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you got Bobby's attention. <laughs> All right, well, let, me, let me rephrase that. I want to see a documentary <laughs> about this convention. Yeah, I want to see a documentary and then judge them for how wrong they are for what they say. <laughs> I used to go to gun shows with my dad as a kid, and they would have a booth. I, I, th I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but... They're at every single gun show that I ever went to as a child. Because I remember thinking it was weird even back then. But they just had a guy who just set up an entire booth selling white supremacist literature. Hmm. So they every can read gun too. show is good. Yeah, that's great. That was just business for him. He's just doing the hate circuit or whatever. Well, I mean, it's, it's like know your audience, I guess, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you want to pander, it's not unlike what comics do sometimes, depending on where they're performing. And I was like, oh, you know, my progressive shit's not going to work very well here, so let's do some alt-right <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> I don't see any of those people in the audience. Let's talk about them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> in recent years, it's become edgy and provocative to be an adult male obsessed with cartoon ponies marketed to little girls. So edgelords from all walks of life have openly embraced this show. 
Once it became open season for edgelords to jump on the bandwagon, it didn't take too long for the white supremacist Nazis to show up. The most popular MLP fan website is called Derpiboru. How do you, yep. Derpiburu? Yeah. How do you say right. that? Okay. Derpiburu. What? That it just that sounds like a word a retarded person would come up with. And <laughs> a, 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 apparently a figuratively retarded one did. Oh, I thought you were going to be offended. You're like, that's not how it's said. <laughs> yeah, it's Derpy Baru. <laughs> okay. So Derpy Boru, Buru, which I'm sure I'll pronounce 17 different ways every time I read it. Most are wholesome tributes to the show's characters depicting magic, friendship, and magical friendship. Magic, friendship, and magical friendship? That's pretty all-encompassing there. That would be the weirdest thing if they depicted magic and friendship, but they were like, nah, fuck magical friendship. Fuck out of here with that shit. (laughs) But a large number of the art depicts extremely jarring, violent acts, even by pony standards. Yeah, because you know those fucking ponies, dude. One of the most upvoted recent posts was of an MLP character presiding over the three lynchings and one beheading. Jesus. The website was so much of this that the site administrators just lean into an added, quote, racists as a searchable tag slash category for artwork. Wait, so they, okay, so this was showing up so much that they created a racist, yeah, basically, basically like a hashtag racist, if that's what you're looking yeah, for. Exactly, because there was so goddamn much of it. God damn. Well, see, that's the thing is like a lot of times when shit like this happens, the admins or whatever can be like, oh, this is not what we intended. Uh, We can't control what people are posing. But these people are kind of like leaning straight into it. They're like, oh, this is what you guys want to see. All right, fucking let's uh, make it easier for you to find what you want to see. Yeah, derpy borough people, they believe in freedom, Carlos. (laughs) That's what it is. That's what you call it. It just that even sounds like a word that those people would hate. You know, that sounds foreign and I don't like it. I don't want it in my neighborhood. All these fucking derpy burros taking my jobs. Man, I thought Raphael was rude, but this is <laughs> yeah, this is something else. This is, a, this is crude. This, this is, is, a, this is, this is crude. a whole whole other level, man. MLP is crude and shocking. <laughs> yeah. There are no party dudes, I'll tell you that much. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. As shocking as this may seem, the first ever MLP board was started on 4chan. So from the very beginning, white supremacists were already an active part of the community. One of the most popular MLP-related blogs is My Nationalist Pony. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, that seems like a, uh, a great a great trademark. We should have called our podcast My Nationalist Pony. We have so many more listeners. I pitched it. You weren't listening. Yeah, you're right. Um <laughs> A site that claims the MLP brony fandom is as implicitly white as NASCAR, country music, and the Republican Party. Back over at Derpy Buru, the site was recently pulled into the BLM versus the alt-right fighting uh, as pro-BLM fan art was massively downvoted, while racist art depicting the BLM protesters as zebras was massively upvoted. Jesus Christ. (laughs) In the MLP universe, zebras have been thought to be code for Africans, so the white supremacists have created their own portmanteau for these combining the word zebra and the N-word. All right, so here's the thing. And and, and what is the N-word, Bobby? (laughs) (laughs) No? All right, see, that's how Uh, woke you are. You still don't know. Nationalism. nationalism. 
<laughs> but this is another thing, though, where these white supremacists and outright people keep coming up with all these fucking symbols that I don't even know that they're racist. You know, so you like people are getting. Did you guys hear about this? The dude. Uh, I'm a big Jeopardy dude. Like Jeopardy, Bobby, you know this. I love yeah. Jeopardy. And a dude recently. Oh yes, Jesus you know what I'm talking about. Christ. Yes. Uh, yeah, Ian, uh, Larry, do you guys know where I'm going with this? I, I do not. Okay, so this guy, dude from Boston. So you probably know him, Larry, because you lived in Boston, so you know all the Boston. Oh people. yeah. Then I know where this is going. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you could probably predict it just because it's Boston. But you want you want to you want to take over and finish this one? <laughs> yeah. Mad Libs, Boston. So this guy, he was just a champ, and then you know they they do the introductions at the beginning of the show. So he won, and then the second game when they showed the introduction again, he pulled up the two fingers like this is my second game. Then he won again. So in this third game, again, he like did the like this is my third game. But the way that he put his three fingers up was oh, yeah. apparently a thing that's been appropriated by white supremacists now. Do you oh, know yeah, guys yeah. what I'm talking about? Like it's, it's kind like of the it, okay, it, the okay symbol. Basically. It used yeah. to be the old okay symbol, but apparently now it's because like it kind of looks like a W, so it's white power or some shit. Yeah. So now it's a controversy that oh, is this guy's throwing a fucking white power thing into the? But the guy's like, I just I'm saying I had I won three times. This is my third show. Yeah, that was the dumbest shit, dude. I think it was like 500 former Jeopardy contest people associated with Jeopardy called on him to denounce the gesture and everything, and it was just the dumbest shit. Well, and the thing is like. Boston's known to be pretty fucking racist, but uh, the other thing is like I don't know, I can't keep track of all these fucking symbols that the uh, alt right and racists are appropriating, man. Like so now if I mention zebras, I got to be careful about that shit. I mean, well, come uh, on, I can't keep track. Apparently, you have to go back and make sure you scrub all the hand gestures from your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Other, otherwise, they're just gonna get uh, co-opted by the alt right. Yeah, it, it's getting a little out of hand. Is all I'm saying. In one way, you're making people become more aware of racists just because now you got to keep track of what, okay, what are the racists doing now? Like, oh, racists are peeing standing up. Well, I guess I better start sitting down <laughs> to pee now because yeah. that's what the racists are doing. A gentleman you know, pee sitting down, Carlos. <laughs> well, I do anyway, but that's Yeah, I, I just don't want to go to like flip somebody off one day and be accused of a hate crime. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's right. I was just trying to call that motherfucker an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll let you keep going, Bobby. This word is a top 10 search result on the site. Things got so bad that the mods of the site recently had to step in and walk back their anything-goes rules just a little. They said overt racism that served a political purpose wouldn't be allowed, but non-political racism was okay. The Nazi bronies (laughs) were quoted as saying, these kinds of racist art purity tests will only spiral into censorship and eventual fascism. The irony of them complaining about fascism was lost on me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Larry? What is your take on this racism shit? Pro or or against? (laughs) Am I (laughs) pro-racism? I will just say that I'm with you on the OK symbol because, like, again, dude, I'm 41 years old. So, like, I legit say, oh, I do that. Right. I catch myself doing that, like, yeah, man, I'll see you in a second and I'll do that. Yeah. But I will say that's a fucking weird way to say the number three. So. I will, yeah, that, and and you know what? I will give you credit for that though, because some people were pointing out is like he did the number two the basic way that everybody does number two. Yeah, 
But then when he switched to three, he did it that way. So that's why it's like, okay. And plus, he, like I said, he's from Boston and there's a lot of fucking racists in Boston. Yeah. So I'll give some sort of credit for that. But I mean, it is a thing where like, oh my God, I can't keep track of every fucking hand gesture that yeah. I ever do, man. Don't take thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I I just want to see after the next game, he just pulls off a toupee and he has like a swastika on his ball. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, there's like four prongs up there. I'm just saying four shows. This is my fourth show. Yeah. Four games, man. Come on. I think people are also trying to play off the OK3 by saying it's just a Dale Earnhardt reference. You know, you got to, what's the saying? Raise hell and praise Dale. Yeah. Well, that's an O. Oh, yeah, you said an OK three. We're talking about the greatest three of all time. <laughs> oh boy! Now here you go. You might as well brought the changeling up now, fucking. And Bobby's passionate about this shit. All right. Well, no, actually, I don't care about racing. Uh, yeah, those are not the races that you care about. So, How much time have we got left on the on the Zoom there? We got we got time. We got time in. Don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry Alrighty. about it, my babies. Your, your neighbor's not going anywhere. You can watch yeah, him yeah, masturbate yeah, later. Yeah. Okay, this is, again, this is Bobby dropping a reference that Larry's not going to get. We, yeah, that's, okay. Every show we reference, Ian has a masturbating neighbor. Oh. True story. True story. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, set, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think everybody has a masturbating neighbor, but this is one that does it in the public water. <laughs> yeah, we we all have masturbating neighbors. We just don't yeah. all go out of the way to see them masturbate. <laughs> I think it's pretty much guaranteed all our neighbors masturbate. Field of vision, bro. It's called field of vision. Could have uh, happened to anybody. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, Larry, you can do this next paragraph there at the top. To complicate things further there is not always a linear correlation with the racist content. For example, many fans who specifically support Black Lives Matter are also big fans of, oh, Christ, uh, Ari- <laughs> Arian? It's Arian, right? Ari- Arianne, I guess? Yeah, I don't know how to say this shit either. Arianne. <laughs> oh, a fan invented Nazi pony with a pink swastika on her hip. They're cutie mark, I believe they're called. Uh, <laughs> I love Ariane, a 25-year-old My Little Pony fan named Sam was quoted as saying. It's just cute. You know, by the way, that's the quote I'm using for when we promote the show is you saying, I love Ariane. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know. Like, I'm being straightforward. I was like, yeah, Zero that's how context, totally. No context at all. <laughs> uh, my, it's just cute, funny, sexy art. Then he added, Black Lives Matter art is great. That's actually the most shocking part of this whole paragraph. <laughs> uh, the policing of the political art has been somewhat questionable, though. The site recently took down art of ponies flying I can't breathe flags, but left in art of ponies wearing Make America Great Again hats. Jesus Christ. Good <laughs> Lord. What is, yeah, what is this place's moral compass? Really? <laughs> Do they have one? Or is it just when you take a magnet to a compass and it just goes crazy and they just don't, ah, fucking whatever it goes, goes, man. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess also lost on these people is that Hitler killed the homosexuals in the Holocaust. <laughs> Do you think if they knew that they would change their ways? <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta make art that spreads that message. <laughs> All right. Yeah, very well. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right. Much like the furry fandom, there is an indisputable erotic component to the community. And those interested in My Little Pony erotica are traditionally known as cloppers, a play on feppers. So 
We've got the sex angle, the racist angle, lots of little girls are in the mix. And objectively, this sounds like a very problematic thing, like a literal shitstorm. But you're probably thinking, this is terrible and all, but it's just crude drawings of ponies. This isn't going to lead to a real violent act, right? Well, you would be wrong. On April 15th, a man shot and killed eight people in Indiana at a FedEx factory, and hours before the fatal mass shooting, the man, Brandon Hull, was posting alt-right-related MLP content online. He was obsessed with a pony named Applejack, which uses a stereotypical southern country bumpkin accent and is a fan favorite among many Nazi fans. All right. Well, now we are at the point where we need to re-up the zone, but you guys think about that. Think about that. <laughs> to talk to your family I'm, about I'm thinking that. about not coming back after this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give the guest any ideas, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Everybody back. Everybody can see the things. Yep. Oh, yeah. So were you guys aware of the connection between bronies and the mass shooter in the FedEx facility? I don't see. There's a thing, man, is I knew about bronies. Hard time I'm having is remembering the FedEx factory shooter because there's so oh, yeah. many fucking shooters. I can't keep. It's almost like gotten to the point where it's like, which FedEx factory shooter sort of yeah. thing. Well, so this, is the, th this is the fresh one. So this just happened, Ian, is what you're saying. This, yeah, like, this was it, very recent. So what happened? What was the deal? So uh, I guess Bobby can read this next one. This tells you basically. Uh, oh, okay. This, this Bobby. Yeah. Go ahead, oh. man. Ian doesn't feel like talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> Pass the buck, why don't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, right before he shot up the FedEx facility, Brandon posted about his love of the tawny pony named Applejack, one of the main characters of the franchise. The post reads, I hope that I can be with Applejack in the afterlife. My life has no meaning without her, he wrote. If there's no afterlife and she isn't real, then my life never mattered anyway. The gunman also reportedly had a history of posting far-right content, such as a meme suggesting Jesus had been reincarnated as Hitler, or, as Ian likes to call him, the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ian has this thing about he's a big fan of Hitler's art, whatever. And now, apparently, what they're saying here from this, uh, what we're reading, is he was a big brony and big fan of Applejack. Yeah, I think this is probably not what they meant by magical friendship. I would say. Describe. I think this is exactly what they meant. <laughs> this is the kind of bond. <laughs> Only uh, an animated pony is going to get you through that shooting. I remember when I was in the aisle at the toy store when I was a kid and I overheard a girl next to me go, Mom, I want nationalist pony. I remember, like, so <laughs> it's a long time coming, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> they laid the seeds long ago. We just fucking, now we're seeing the fruit of this. Actually, let me ask you guys this. What, uh, you guys, what, uh, you guys, what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, you guys, guys, what, uh, you guys, you guys, guys, you guys, guys, you guys, Larry and I are about the same age. You guys, I think we're all around the same age, pretty much. I might, but I mean, do you guys, do you guys remember My Little Pony when you were kids, though? I, I, my sister liked it. I, I, Okay, so it was a thing where, like, this is a girl shit, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was watching a man in a thong on He-Man. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're a fucking real macho man. Yeah. You know <laughs> but it was like when we were kids, this was just, this is a girl shit, right? I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. just trying to be, because we talked about the, I think it was the last podcast, we talked about the whole Mandela effect where people misremember their childhood years. They think it was Berenstein bears or Berenstein bears or whatever the fuck. Right. So I'm like, am I misremembering Little Pony? Because I don't remember any of my buddies being into My Little Pony when I was a kid. You know, come to think of it, my sister did have some strong opinions about the Jews. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so I think that's probably what it was. That's why she hated those bears. <laughs> that's why she refused to watch those bears. Very yeah. well. She, she referred to them as the burn swine bears. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good Lord. So, actually, you can close us out on this, Larry. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Now that right-wing bronies have an official body count, there is a real civil war going on to take back this once exclusively wholesome brand from the Nazis. But given the fact that the popularity of the show grew in large part because of fan art depicting ponies covered in cum or wearing swastikas, (laughs) why not both? Yeah, it's going to be hard to weed out these fringe elements. One of the admins of the, I refuse to pronounce it, Derpy Boros. Yeah, Derpy Boros. That's good as anybody. That's as good as anybody. Was quoted as saying, it would be great if MLP would throw a BLM flag in an episode or if someone else would just make a full-on Nazi pony show and we could get rid of these ass clowns for good. But until that happens, we are basically stuck with them. So basically what they're saying is like, we got to accept these guys until My Little Pony comes out explicitly against the far right Nazis. Pretty much. All right. Like I was saying earlier, like you guys remember when we were watching Saturday morning cartoons where it was like, oh, I'm not watching this unless they explicitly denounce right wing propaganda. Right. Remember, that was our big thing (laughs) when I was watching... Pee-wee's yeah. Playhouse. I was like, hey, when is he going to denounce explicit Nazi racism? On his <laughs> is it when El Hombre comes out? Remember El Hombre? Do you guys remember El Hombre from... Uh, do you guys watch I don't know Playhouse? if uh, I was watching the same channel that you were, Carlos. Did you watch P- how dare you? <laughs> it came out after Menudo, Bobby. Do you not remember no, that? It came out from dare. Menudo. No, no. Did you guys yeah. not watch Pee-wee's Playhouse? I did. Lo- I watched Pee-wee's Playhouse. No, yeah. I didn't. They had a cartoon, and it was El Hombre. Well, was it? God damn it. This is what I for, like, fucking doing a podcast with a bunch of honkies. They had a cartoon. The man, the man was called The Man, because that's what El Hombre means, is The Man. And it was a cartoon, and I guess that was the whole thing, is that the guy could speak Spanish, and the thing was in Spanish. But that's all we had. That's all we had. As- Latin. And you think I was just gonna let you have it? As as, as Latin X kids in the eighties, that's all we had. El hombre, you know what? That's gonna be my that's gonna be my cause from now on. Is I'm fucking bringing back El hombre from. You Peter's gotta make a shirt. Cause... That's a bummer that you had to sit through the whole show to get like a two minute cartoon. <laughs> that's, yeah. right. that's right. You didn't even have a show. El hombre to... 2.0. <laughs> and I remember I was sitting there. I was like, I'm waking up. At seven in the morning, just to watch all this oppression, so I can watch El Hombre for two minutes. Hey, a two-point hombre. <laughs> oh God, dare you! <laughs> all right, guys, 
It's time for our yeah. last segment of the podcast. This is Endecorous 4chan Posts of the Week. 4chan has been described by some as an anonymous image board website, while others have called it the asshole of the internet. In this particular segment, we will be showcasing random posts from 4chan's most indecorous subboard, B. Ian, you can take this first post. This first post is from Anonymous, and it reads... Is it cut to socially distance? Hmm. Yeah. So that's what they're asking on B is if you're socially distanced, are you a cuck? Yeah, what do you say, ro- Ian? Romans stand close and crowd your space, right? To show that sort of alpha male dominance. So if you're not crowding someone's personal space, then by whatever transitive property, you are a cuck. I just know that, forgive me for this, Larry, but this is a reference to when before you joined the podcast, but... We were supposed to, on our Patreon, we were supposed to send out signed autographs to our Patreon supporters, yet Ian refused to do that because he did not want to be within a close distance of me and Bobby. So I think Ian's a cuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your, your math kind of sort of passes the smell test, but I mean... I'll but just then that's add... all it needs. That's all it needs. All right, Ian's a cuck. All right, next one, next one. Ian's a cuck. Bobby, you can do this next one. What's dating an art hoe like? Now, have any of you guys dated an art hoe? Which <laughs> Larry, I imagine you have had to date some art. Like, as a musician, rock and roller, you've dated some art hoes. I feel like if Anonymous saw me, he would call me an art hoe, right? Like, I'm probably <laughs> an art hoe to these people. Do you have any experience dating art hoes, though? Oh, I don't. I mean, probably, right? I guess. Like, I feel, like you said, we kind of run in that circle, so. Exactly. Yeah, well, Bobby, Ian, do you guys have any experience with uh, just dating in general? Do you know what women are, right? (laughs) Vaginas? You've heard of this, right? Hey, all I need are ponies, man. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't even know what an art hoe is, because who the fuck knows what these people are actually asking on 4chan. I will say, though, that, yeah, what we do is art as a stand-up, and you do music and stand-up, so you're doubly into the fucking thing. But I also find find people that take the whole thing too seriously unbearable i can't hang with somebody that you can't just like lay back about things everything's got to be like no it's everything has a deepest meaning to everything no yeah if i if i hear you use the word craft one more goddamn (laughs) time (laughs) yeah i mean it's, it's one of these situations where you hear the word bespoke all over the place I mean, you're talking about just making a goddamn sandwich, lady. I mean, shut the fuck up. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's how I feel about like I can't be friends with somebody that says me thinks. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. (laughs) Fuck out of here, man. Like I like nerd shit, but once you start dropping me thinks, I'm like, fuck out of here. There's a line. It's okay to be like a musician and not talk about music. Right. Exactly. Hopefully, one of the 294 replies to that question was insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We we don't have the replies here, but it did have 294. Yeah. You know, I used to hang out at Common Market all the time, and there was some there, there that... which is another reference that everybody's going to yeah, we yeah. Have, well, we are, for our listeners in the Czech Republic, it's it's getting kind of like a hip neighborhood of Charlotte, and there was this gay dude that used to hang out up there that wore this shirt that just said "Art Fag" on it. 
And I guess it was like he had been called that growing up and then he owned it as an adult. It was kind of cool. I was definitely called that in the small ass town that I grew up in in Florida. So <laughs> yeah. where I, can I get this shirt? What Bobby left out is that he was the guy calling that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I made him wear the shirt. He wasn't wearing it until I started showing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, Bobby forced him to wear that shirt. He was like, yeah, he fucking... Bobby bullies him into buying the shirt and then wants 10% of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, was, that was the merch I was selling. <laughs> All right, Larry, you can do this next one. Could you fillet your own body so that only fat would come off? Bobby, you're the one that's most into cooking from all of us. So what do you say? What say you? Because me thinks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I feel like trimming people would be like a lot like trimming a brisket, you know, <laughs> in most Yeah, dude. You yeah. tell me. I don't know about all this I don't shit. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I think whoever wrote that should definitely try. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like you tell us, bro. Yeah, we yeah. want to find out. All right. This next one, as always, comes from Anonymous, and it says, has anyone encountered the mystical female condom? If so, what was it like? Have you guys? Because I have not. I have not even encountered the male condom. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I've heard much about it. How about you guys? You guys encountered this female condom that they took about? I have not. No. No. Ian? Yeah, I've tried it once or twice for fun. Um, it's kind of stupid it's kind of like fucking a sheet on top of your lady i guess how does um, it work does it go into the hooch yeah pretty much you just the throw cooch. that shit up I in said there hooch. And then... uh, cooch, the cooch i want to be scientifically accurate here the cooch <laughs> yeah, yeah the best science to give you is like take like a piece of cellophane wrap and then mm -hmm. throw that shit up in there and then you get in into that shit and to do your business that way I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so that's kind of, okay, it's kind of like yeah, no, a dental I mean, dam, but I mean, it's just a little bit more. Uh, I have not encountered a dental dam. <laughs> okay, so you're saying cellophane instead of regular tinfoil that I throw in there is what you're saying. That, that's the difference. Because yeah, I also don't want the government to get into my dick, is what I say. It's like I always wrap my dick in tinfoil. <laughs> don't fucking look at me like that. I can't even see you guys, and I know you guys are looking at me like that. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. Anonymous writes, I just put a banana in your b-hole. Ha ha. <laughs> just like Gigi Allen. This was a classic Gigi That's, Allen move. He used to do this. Gigi, but he yeah. did it on his own b-hole, but this, he's a, this is uh -huh, the evolution yeah. of the Gigi Allen where it's not going in his butthole, it's going on your butthole. Oh, yeah, yeah. For those that don't know the, the reference, I mean, it pretty much just falls apart right as you're trying to push it in there. So it doesn't really quite work as well as a proper gentleman dildo would work. Then you'd go on Mythbusters to <laughs> prove that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. Larry, you're the musician here. Have you experienced any of this? Bananas in the butthole shows? No, this is some straight art ho bullshit right here with the banana. Uh, <laughs> is it a peeled banana, by the way? That is great question. Great fucking question. So is it organic? <laughs> Bobby, you can do this next one. Brethren, I need to get a kidney stone removed, but I'm fat with a small dick. I'm too ashamed to do it. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Have you guys had uh, kidney stones before? Negative. I have not. Uh, me either, but I have a family history of it. My dad has had them several times, so I feel like it's coming. 
I will say from what I've heard, these shits hurt so fucking bad that I would get over my fat, small dick just to get that shit fucking <laughs> out of my fucking system, dude. Do you remember, Carlos, there was an open micer named Stone King. Oh, that... Stone King. Why was he called Stone King, Bobby? Because of he had passed so many kidney stones. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Guy, yeah, that was his thing, yeah. He went by Stone King because he had passed so many <laughs> kidney stones. Yeah, I feel like you probably don't want any medically related nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you remember Gonorrhea King? Because <laughs> he had had so much gonorrhea that he just went by Gonorrhea. Yeah, remember you kept asking us to call you that and it just never stuck. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, listen, just have sex with me. You'll know. <laughs> Yeah, I will say with this fucking kidney stone shit, I will overcome anything that comes its way. And and this is the advice I'll give. My dad has not had any kidney stones since he takes two glasses of water as soon as he wakes up every morning. So that's my advice to anybody okay. who has a history of kidney stones. Two glasses of water before you eat anything, first thing in the morning. Okay? He's having a hernia surgery tomorrow, which I have to... From being overly hydrated? Yeah, too much too much water will give you a hernia. But the downside. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Win some, lose some. Well, I mean, I mean, but the good side is I got some inheritance money coming up if the surgery doesn't work out. All right, Larry, you can do this next one. Anonymous writes, time for the hard question. Would you fuck the Dover Demon? Do you guys know what the Dover Demon is? It sounds like a sports mascot. It sounds like sound. a My Little Pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. I was hoping one of you guys would know what the Dover Demon <laughs> is because I have no clue. I know there's the Jersey Devil. Like it's kind of like yeah. they're, they're Bigfoot or something like that. So since none of us know what the Dover Demon is, let's just extrapolate that it's some kind of mythical demon that is native to, I'm assuming Dover, Delaware. I don't know of another, maybe there's the Dover in England. I don't know. But anyway, would you fuck a mythical creature? Would you fuck Bigfoot is what I'm saying. Hmm. Maybe a lady Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> really? That's the way you're taking it? I'm not doing some gay shit. Yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah, ain't uh, no whatever, Bigfoot dude. fag. I'm doing, yeah, I'm, not, I'm no fag, bro. I'm just, uh, Maybe I'm like Moth a, Woman. Uh, yeah, but, uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say at least have nothing against it if it's consensual. Because if it's not, I'm pretty sure they can rip my fucking head off if I even tried with them. The other question is, like, I don't know how I would seduce (laughs) the Bigfoot or Jersey Devil. Well, the question wasn't, would you seduce the Dover Demon? (laughs) (laughs) How would you wine and dine the Dover Demon? How would you win the Dover Demon's heart? (laughs) That's right. You take that bitch to Jared. (laughs) I would make the Dover Demon a nice mixtape on tape because they're classy <laughs> yeah, demons. Right. I'd get on eBay. I'd buy her a cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this next one. I worked in a ketchup factory. AMA. What oh, does man. AMA stand for? Ask me anything. There you go. I work in a ketchup factory. Ask me anything. The first question from Anonymous is, where do you work? so i believe is a ketchup factory uh and then the next question is personally i would never buy ketchup in a plastic bottle but i can imagine that glass bottles make a hell of a lot of noise inside the factory 
Did you dream of working in a ketchup factory when you were a little boy yeah. and worked towards that goal, or was it an accident? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best and brightest on this website. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 4chan only brings the best and brightest <laughs> of the entire world. Actually, I can relate to that first part. It's like the glasses constantly clanking against each other. Yeah. That would get on my nerves. But I like the fact that the guy still asks, like, oh, we, when you grew up as a little boy, it's like, oh, I can't wait to work at a ketchup factory. And hopefully they make plastic bottles at some point so I don't have to deal with the clanking. The teacher's like, draw a picture of what you want to do when you grow up. And he draws a picture of a little boy standing next to two ketchup bottles with, like, a no through the glass one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to work at only a plastic bottle. Like, the teacher's like, you're the most specific motherfucker. Yeah, dude. And somebody at Heinz saw that and that they were inspired to create the plastic bottle. You know what I mean? It's like, fucking, it works out eventually. He's an inventor. It's the fucking butterfly effect, I yeah. think. Hey, That's I was right. hanging out with this little kid the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all he had to say after I told him, don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, I'm straight, but I want to jerk off with my straight buddies in the dark. Maybe touch each other's dicks a little. So, see, that's the thing. Like, once you put it into, like, touch each other's dicks a little, I mean, like, come on, man. That's a little gay, which I'm fine with. Fucking be as gay as you want to be. But we can all jerk off as uh, we're all supporting our kings. So this guy's basically saying that if you're supporting your kings in the dark, you're not doing gay shit. It's just a bunch of buddies fumbling around in the dark. But if the lights were on, that's the line. That's when it's gay. Or maybe he's just allowing, like, hey, it's dark. You don't know where the other guy's dick is. So he's allowing some margin to touch the other dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Now I take it back. It's now like the fucking straw thing that uh, Larry made me rethink my entire life philosophy about. Is <laughs> like I was thinking like, oh, this guy's gonna touch other guys' dicks. No, maybe he's just like it's dark, dude. You don't know. Fucking, you know, I don't know how long his fucking dick is gonna be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very well. Very well. Thank you, Ian, for uh, putting that in perspective. Yeah, I was saying, I mean, you know, touching a dick is probably not crossing the line, fingering the asshole, or pulling out the baloney string from the asshole. That would be the gay line. He's I'll tell you this, dude. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because this reminds me, like, Ian, I've known Ian. Ian, how long have we known each other? Probably like 15 years now? Yeah, some shit like that. Because when I was open micing, you were already doing stand up. Ian fucking hit me up once that he was dating this girl that wanted to have a three way. And the whole fucking thing was like, well, it was like a three-way, like a girl and two dudes. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to see your dick. Like, I don't know if I actually explicitly said this to Ian ever, but I was like, ah, I don't, you know, I love you, Ian, but uh, I don't know if I want to like be touching dicks with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I remember propositioning some friends back in the day because this girl was like, it's my birthday can you hook up something and i was like i don't fucking know anybody right so yeah but when you're too ashamed to hit up anybody who do you hit up carlos right (laughs) that's basically you should see my fucking dms of jokes that people are like i don't know if i can tell this joke but maybe you can tell this joke no it's not a joke i want to tell either but in that same way, Ian was like, he hit me up about it. like, oh, no, this girl, she wants to have a three-way. But it's like, yeah, well, I enjoy sex, but I don't know about our balls touching each other, Ian. You know, you remember that, Ian? Yeah, dude. I, I figured we could safely do the deed without crossing swords. But, you know, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe my it, confidence was not shared by you. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe if I hadn't seen Ghostbusters before you proposed that, I might have been like, yeah, but then I have I became scared of crossing streams at that point. Yeah. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Can I be real with you, bros? 
I don't know how to feel about reality anymore. I'm pretty sure the bud I bought from my local dispensary was laced with something. I thought I died and found hell. I couldn't see or think straight. It felt like my soul was wriggling and I couldn't stop clenching my fists. I don't think I'll ever experience something more frightening in my life. Am I real, bros? I'm scared. I don't know. Have a threesome with Carlos. That'll bring you back to life. <laughs> bring you back to reality. It sounds like this person smoked regular weed, and then when they woke up, they were looking at that 4chan website, and they were like, wait, wait, wait. I've never... I, I because I've heard this a lot. It was like, like the oh, you know, I don't smoke weed because it makes me paranoid, and I never had that experience until I had that experience. So it's. I thought it was like all weed, but apparently there's some strains. Have you guys had like Larry? Have you had that? I mean, I I don't want to assume that you've ever smoked illegal substances or anything, but have you? Yeah, I ha- like you're saying. Have I had any sort of like? experience where i was like wait a second there might not have been just weed in that or just like had a very strong reaction to what you thought shouldn't be such a strong reaction uh yeah but it was it was possibly my fault and it was uh (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh yeah i was on tour in uh somewhere in northern california i can't remember this was years ago with, with playing drums and this uh fan of the guy i was out with uh like made edible brownies and she told us that they were like really strong and that you should only you know like a pinch at a time sort of shit uh yeah which so i so i started with a like you know like however a lot of everybody fucks up with edibles you try a pinch and then like you know 30 minutes later you're like nothing so you take another one right Um, yeah i ended up eating a whole brownie by the time we got back to the house and i thought i I thought my heart was stopping so (laughs) yeah was was were I don't know. It's hard to say. Was I just fat and hungry, and is my fault, or was there something? <laughs> but I mean, well, let me put it this way: Would you, in that state that you were in at that point, consider making this phone call or just telling people this when you were at that state? I don't know how to foul. I don't know if I feel about reality anymore, sort of thing. Oh no. I mine was more like I just laid on the couch and every now and then I would check and make sure I was still breathing. I don't, I, don't, I probably wouldn't go on a message board and be like, "Am I real, bros?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, anytime that you're posting, anytime that you're not posting on 4chan, I think is a good thing. Just hey guys, I'm just gonna shut these lights off. Touch my dick and tell me if I'm alive or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's the podcast, guys. <laughs> Come on. Larry, thank you so much for doing the podcast, my friend. Hell yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, it's a blast. dude. Uh, anything you want to plug before we head out? Yeah. So I'm probably going to still do my Zoom show once a month. It's called What Do You Want From Us? It's a Zoom show, but the audience tells the comics what jokes they want to hear every oh, nice. minute. Right. So it's usually probably like everybody wants to hear Carlos Valencia's jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you yeah. guys get around that, but I mean, I appreciate it. I write that in as an option. It hasn't been selected <laughs> just yet, but yeah. Awesome, dude. Do you have any social media people can follow you online and shit? I'm just at Larry Fulford on Twitter. That's probably the one. I talk about everything on there. That'll That's good enough. Right on. How do you spell Fulford? F-U-L-F-O-R-D. All right. Because I had a uh, issue with, I thought maybe it had two L's. That ever happened common, to you? Common misconception. Yeah. It's a rough world we live in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for making the time to be on the podcast, dude. I hope to see you soon, man. 
For sure, man. It's been way too long, dude. Take care. Thank you, Larry. That was fun, guys. Thanks a lot, dude. Bobby, you got any last words? No. No, I don't, actually. Perfect. See, you can just say that. I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to say that you have no last words. You know, I got tired of sighing. I feel like you yeah, no, fucking that's... pigeonholed me into a sigh every I week. don't, I, yeah, exactly. I don't want you to like, oh man, I got so many offers from other podcasts, but they all just want me to sigh. Like, I don't want you to get pigeonholed <laughs> yeah. into that fucking, so yeah, you can just I say I don't even no. know if pigeonhole is the right fucking word. I just, is it? I don't what, know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bobby, for that. How about you, Ian? You got any last words? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, of course you do. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. You can do. never shut up, Ian. <laughs> so num- number one, not jokes are objectively hilarious. So Carlos is definitely on team hate on not not jokes. How do you? Know? <laughs> They're two different kinds of jokes. <laughs> They're both awful. <laughs> knock knock and not jokes. Okay, so that all right. If if your fucking deviation of not jokes is knock knock jokes, <laughs> then I think I've made a. <laughs> giant mistake here yeah yeah keep to the not jokes yeah case yes. in point yes yeah, so, so i do occasionally throw a not joke for tasteful misdirection that always ends with the very hilarious not how I, dare you, know. you. <laughs> <laughs> what i hate the most is that i never see the misdirection that's what i hate the most about it I'm like ah you fooled me again <laughs> the purpose is to make you look like the ass and then you turn the venom back on me because you're the subject of fun Yes, right. I will not tolerate that. <laughs> Second thing is, um, I have to clean up my cat poo, and I'm seeing that there are these long strings of baloney that are still coming out of their assholes. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I thought they were growing a second tail, but apparently it's these long baloney strings. You got to pull them out. So. That's dude, dude. It's string theory, bro. It's string theory, exactly. That's right. That's like, dude. I'm glad you learned something from this podcast. That's the same way I feel about it. Like I, most of this shit. Actually, most of the shit that you say, Ian, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then that's how I learn all these acronyms of the modern age. LP. LP. It's edutainment. That's that's what we try to do. Yeah, we try to call it entercation for a second, but that didn't catch on. (laughs) All right, that's the podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us like Nick did and everybody else that support us, on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash indecorouscomedy or themshits.com. Thank you for listening. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Whatever Ian says, fuck that.